Thanks for joining us for the Fight for Your Marriage podcast with Charlene Steinkamp. This is a place where you can find hope for your marriage through Jesus Christ. Let's open up our Bibles to Psalm 142. Psalm 142. Oh, Lord, we come to you and we will stand. We will never, never, never give up on our spouses. How could we even think of giving up on the husband or wife where we stood before an altar or before you in a courthouse or at the beach? How could we ever say, I will not stand for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, in sickness and in health. How could I not stand? Lord, if we don't stand for the holiness and righteousness and the sanctity of marriage, what are we going to stand when we have illness or something else attack us? What are we going to do? Just give up? Give up on our kids when they fall into sin? Are we going to give up on our mom and dad when they have trials and difficulties? Are we going to give up on our brothers and sisters when they have crisis come in? Are we not going to stand? God, help us to stand up and to be warriors of our Lord Jesus Christ. Help us to put reality of what Christian is. We have to stand up for the holiness and the righteousness of our marriage and who we are in Christ. God, help us that we are so selfish-centered that we don't tell other people we're standing and believing for God to do a miracle in our marriages. God, help us that we are so silent that we don't want anybody to know our problems, that we don't want to say we're praying and believing for miracles. We must stand up. We must speak up. We have got to not be silent Christians. Oh, Lord, help us. Help us. Deliver us from the selfishness and the flashing D of shame and guilt that we are divorced and that we're going through marriage problems. Remove that because the Satan's putting the guilt and the shame on us, not you, Lord. You're saying, stand up. Stand up for your marriage. Stand up for your spouse. Stand up for your kids. Stand up for the salvation of your entire family. If nothing else, we can be here praying for salvation of all our family members. God, open our eyes. Open our ears. Open our hearts tonight that we can hear your voice speak to us. Lord, help us to stop looking at our spouses as they're the bad ones. But may we understand that they're prisoners of war. They're blinded. They're deceived. They fell into a trap and they don't see the way out. You're the answer, Father. May we pray. May we pray. And Lord, heal many, many families to be back together again for the holidays. We believe your power. We believe your might. We believe that you love us so much that you want the best for us. Now may you go after our lost loved ones. And go after all these spouses. Go after all these children that are blinded and deceived right now. That are living in rebellion. And we give you the praise. We give the glory. And we give you the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lord, free my prodigal spouse. Free my prodigal children. And all the other spouses around the world that are prodigals. Free them. Set them free from the bondages of sin from the trap of blindness that they don't see. We are praying 
for a revival in our nation. We're praying for God to move mightily on touching marriages to be all that God created marriage to be. Are you getting ready? Are you preparing your hearts? Are you fighting and going to join us? I want you to pray Psalm 51. Why did I pray Psalm 51? Why did I pick it? Why did I pick Psalm 51? Because David had committed adultery. He had committed murder. And he prayed Psalm 51 as a prayer of repentance. And we can't study that tonight. But if you go into Charlene Cares, do search on David and Bathsheba. You will find many devotionals on that. Now David cried out and asked God to give him a pure heart. And he also said, restore to me and let me share with others. And uh, that's what we want. How are you doing? Your Lord wants to be your refuge. He wants to be your friend. He wants to be your helper. He wants to be your deliverer. We're going to pray for thousands and thousands of marriages to be restored. If you have all read Saturday Testimonies, you are seeing God moving. It's just confirmation. Even though your spouse is not planning on coming home for the holidays, guess what? That doesn't matter. God is going to do it suddenly. Let me turn to Psalm 142. I felt like I knew where you might be tonight, and this is what I felt the Lord was telling me. I cry aloud to the Lord, and I lift up my voice to the Lord for mercy. We're always asking for God's mercy and grace. I pour out my complaint before him. You need to tell him your situation. You need to tell him your circumstances. He knows what they are, but he needs you to tell him that he knows that when you tell him, he's going to know it. You're going to acknowledge him when he answers your prayers. He's going to get the glory and honor and not think you did something. I pour out my complaint before him and before him I tell him my troubles. When my spirit grows faint within me, it is you who know my way. You might think your marriage is in the morgue that is dead. Guess what? It's not. Because God can breathe new life back into it. My husband is living proof. The doctor even last week said to him, I don't believe you dodged another bullet. And I said, the Lord touched him. The Lord protected him with all the armor of God that we have on him. We give God the glory and honor. I said, you just don't understand. Bob's got a call in his life and God wants to use him. The doctors don't understand it. He's just a walking miracle to them. When your spirit grows faint within you, you've got the enemy shooting some guns at you guys. You need to speak the word. That's why I did three days of devotionals on it. It is you who knows my way. The Lord is the one to speak to you. When you open up your Bible and do devotionals in the morning or at noon or at night, whichever best time for you, you need to understand that you need to say to the Lord, speak to me. Speak to me. Open my spiritual eyes and ears that I hear you. When I read a scripture, it doesn't matter if I picked it off and I'm reading it because of the Bible reading calendar for the year. But God will speak to you through it in any scripture that you read. God's going to speak to you and minister to you. And if it's dry today, say, that's okay. I don't mind dry toast today. But I'm going to expect a filet mignon tomorrow. So don't worry about it. You know what? I do not have a filet mignon meal every single day of the week either. So uh, you've got to just say, Lord, I want to read your word. I'm not going to say it's dry. This w I may be in a wilderness right now. But you know what? God's going to take you to the promised land. And he's got, he needs you to be with him and quit being like the Israelites, complaining and grumping. Because what? The Israelites complained in so much that some of them didn't make it to the promised land.
your children did. I want to go to the promised land. Do you want to go to the promised land? I want a promised marriage. Well, now I want some promised healings on my family. And I want people to be serving the Lord. My kids to be serving on fire with the Lord. Well, until they're all doing all the things I'm praying for and expecting God to do, I'm on the prayer closet just with you guys. Okay? Only God knows your way. This is why we did a brand new teaching. Search me and teach me and show me your way. Psalm 25. If you have not been here when I did that teaching... Read Psalm 25. Read it over and over, verse 4 and 5. Okay? And you need to say, Lord, show me your will and way. God will speak to you, but you got to tune in and you got to spend time with him. Now, that's verse 3. Now, I'm going to have you flip your hand over to Psalm 140, verse 1 to 8, and I'm going to show you some scriptures. Rescue me, O Lord, from evil men. Now, you may feel right now you need to be protected because you've got a lot of enemies, fiery darts shooting at you. You may say your spouse is shooting at you. We've got one person here that's got court date this coming week. That's pretty heavy fire coming under. We're saying rescue me from the evil men or from women or men at work that are having difficulties with their jobs and people getting laid off or companies closing. We need to pray, rescue me. Let me have favor and success, Lord. Protect our Christians that we do not lose the jobs. Rescue me, O Lord, from evil men. Protect me from the men of violence who devise evil plans in their hearts. You know what? There's a lot of people around the world that are planning divorce, as we have heard tonight. They plan divorce. They're counting on it. But there's several right here tonight that are still together. And we just give God the praise because God can touch their hearts and delay things to happen. They may devise evil plans, but the Lord can block them. And we've got to believe in that. They make their tongues as sharp as a serpent. The poison of vipers is on their lips. I'm asking you, how's your tongue? How are your lips? How is your speaking? You know what I spoke and taught, and we have a teaching on it? Zip your lips. When your spouse or mother-in-laws or father-in-laws or brothers or sisters start coming at you, just pray that you zip your lips. You just stand there and say, Lord, give me the words I'm supposed to say. And let me not confront, let me not argue, let me not fight. Lord, I want to represent you. And all you can say is, I know the Lord has spoken to me. I know the Lord wants me to do this. I can't explain it to you, but I know this is the Lord speaking to me. And I have to be obedient. Because should I die tonight or should I die five or ten years from now? You won't be with me, Mom. You won't be with me, sis. But I'll be standing for my Lord. Why didn't you do what I told you to do? So we need to understand that we can love our family members, our co-workers and people that don't understand why we're doing what we're doing. But then God gets the glory in the end. Remember me, O Lord. Keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Protect me from men of violence who plan to trip my feet. Proud men have hidden a snare for me. They have spread out the cords of their net and have set traps for me along my path. O Lord, I say to you, you are my God. Hear, O Lord, my cry for mercy. O Sovereign Lord, my strong deliverer, who shields my head in the day of battle, do not grant the wicked their desires, O Lord. Do not let their plans succeed, or they will become proud. That's our prayer. Do not let their plans succeed, Lord. Do not let divorce even happen anymore. Stop all divorces forever. Stop separations forever. 
Help us learn to stay together and work out our problems by one person starting to pray and then the other one starting to see that God has touched them and changed them. What's so different? Why are you so different? Why are you acting so different? Because the Lord has touched me. The Lord has given me compassion and love, unconditional love. Go back to that 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. I challenge you to love your spouse, love your children, love the unlovables in your life with 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 4 through 8. May I remind you that the other person or any other person that is tempting and taking them down the wrong path, they're not your enemy. They're just the enemy the devil is using to make them look like your enemy. They're a lost child and they are just deceived. And we need to pray for their marriage if there is one. And we need to pray that they would come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. We want victory in their lives as much as your spouse's life. So let's go to verse 4 in Psalm 142. Look to my right and see no one is concerned for me. I have no refuge. No one cares for my life. There's many of you that you are alone. Many of you men are having to go through horrible circumstances that we women possibly have not ever had to go through. There are so many, not just locally, but in other states where men have had to live in tents in their cars or live in very dire circumstances because they want to show their spouses that they love them and they will try to provide for them and they don't have the money for two housings. We need to pray that we understand that divorce and separation is very expensive and it's not in the budget. It's wasting God's money and it's wasting a lot of money that we wasted in our marriage that we never retrieved, but God will bring it back. Look to my right and see no one is concerned for me. I have no refuge. Do not believe that lie. The Lord is your refuge and he is right there with you. When you get to know the Lord is your refuge and your protector and your healer and your deliverer and your spouse for this season, he will be the best one you've ever had. Just as so many shared tonight, how God met their needs and supernaturally touched them and helped them, we've got to understand how great it is to have God on our side. There is no better person to have on your side and your team than your Lord. I cry to you, O Lord. I say you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. As I stop right there, let's turn to Psalm 27. Psalm 27. I'm just magnifying this a little bit for you to help you see what Psalm 142 is trying to say. When I take different Bible scriptures, and when you highlight them and you magnify them, and then you dissect them, you get to go to other different books of the Bible or verses of the Bible, and you can see what God is trying to say to us. I want you to understand the Lord is your light and your salvation. And whom shall you fear? You are not going to fear your spouse. You're not going to fear anybody that's coming against you. We're going to walk in faith and victory. We've got to understand who we are in Christ. And that is a secret. Linda's friend that she just met and invited to church accepted the Lord this week. Do you know the victory that has been done in her life and what God is going to do with her having the Lord on her side now? There's such victory. This is a whole new beginning of her life. God has a plan and a purpose for her life and for your life and for your family, and for your children. 
When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. The war breaks out against me or divorce breaks out against me or financial problems break out against me. Even then, I'm going to be confident. Are you? One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, well, would you consider this the day of trouble? I think so. We've all been having days of difficulty of trials and tribulations. Well, in the day of trouble, he will keep us safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. And then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his temple will I sacrifice with shouts of joy. That's why we sing here every week. Yes, we could start Bible study at 7 o'clock, but I need and I know that we need to, number one, praise the Lord in music and sing praises to him. We need to praise the Lord with our mouths. Do you know how many praises we had tonight? Because God is moving in your lives and we're not keeping it silent. The rocks will cry out if you don't praise the Lord. It says, at his tabernacle will I sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. There I am again. Lord, hear my voice when I call you. Well, if you don't pray and you're weary and you're tired and you just say, well, I don't see anything happening, so I'm just not going to pray. I'm just not going to pray incessantly or systematically or I'm just not going to spend a half hour in the morning or a half hour at night. I challenge you, don't just pray once a day and think, that's it. I've read my Bible in the morning. I don't have to worry about it tonight. I pray you will have a desire to read the Bible a little bit in the morning and a little bit at night. And if you go to lunch, unless you have a super lunch partner, I would suggest go in your car or go in your office or shut the door and have some time with the Lord then also. We are in a spiritual battle. And we need to learn the word. We need to pray. How many times did Daniel pray a day? How many times do you and I pray? It says in Second Thessalonians, we need to pray without ceasing. Say it again. Without Right. We need to pray all the time. So if you can't find something in your office, you say, Lord, help me find it. And if you are needing finances, you don't tell 20 people. You say, Lord, help me pay the bills. We need to pray without ceasing. The one that something happens, you know, the Lord answer your prayers. If you don't talk to him, why would he bother to answer your prayers? He's not going to get the glory about it. So he'll just let you stay there by yourself until you turn to him again. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. I like that. Answer me, Lord. That's what you want, is it not? Well, then you got to turn to him. you got to call him. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You've been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, O God, my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in a straight path. I don't want to go on a detour road, people. Do you want to go on a detour road? No. We don't want to go on a detour road in a dead end. We want to go on the straight path. 
because of my oppressors, do not turn me over to the desires of my foes, for fault witnesses rise up against me, but God is your defense. Remember that. A lot of people could tell a lot of lies about you, but your Lord is your defender. Breathing out violence. And you know what I wrote down here? That's a court. It says, do not turn me over to the desires of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, breathing out violence. But guess what? I'm still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart. And what's the last? Wait for the Lord. You know what? He says, wait for me till I get this done. Do not get weary. Do not get tired. You need to wait. Quit thinking about all the reasons why you don't want to wait and just wait on the Lord. We need to know that he is right there with you. Now, I had my finger in another scripture that I want to read, Matthew 6. A lot of you are worrying about tomorrow. In fact, you're probably worrying about Christmas or Christmas Eve and I'm going to tell you that the Lord says, stop worrying. I want you to read Matthew 6, verses 23 to 34 tonight or tomorrow morning as devotions. I think you need to read this more than once. But it says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you eat or drink, or about your body or what you will wear. Is life not more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. Do they not sow or reap or store away in barns? Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, who is worrying how you're going to pay your bills? Who of you are worrying about a divorce? Who of you are worrying about your spouse is never, never, never going to come home? I just, just, you know what? It's been too long. Stop worrying. You need to start trusting the Lord. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the fields, which is here today, and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Well, where is your faith? How good is it? How big is it? Do you have a tank of zero faith or is it half full? Do you fill it up every day? You need to walk in faith and victory each and every day. And then the day the devil starts shooting you doubt and fear and unbelief, you know the devil's hitting you. And you need to speak the word and you need to say, I am not going to let the devil defeat me. I am going to build my ark. I'm going to be like Abraham and I know God's going to answer me. Yes, I'm 100 years old. Yes, Sarah is old. But I'm going to believe if God spoke to me, he's going to do it. Why would we doubt God? Because the world says we're crazy. You are crazy to believe for your marriage to be restored. But you know what? We're not of the world. We're passing by. We're just coming in and doing what the Lord wants us to do. And then we're going to glory. You know what? We are to be different here, people. We're not to live like the world. So wake up, people, and join the Lord's army. And say, I'm going to take as many people with me as I can. So build your ark and let's start putting a lot of people on it. There's about four people here that have brought friends tonight. That is a praise. We need to do that every week. We need to say, guess what? I'm standing for my marriage. We're praying for God to move mountains. 
So do not worry what we shall eat, what shall we drink, what shall we wear, for the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But here's the secret verses to this. Verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. You guys got to delete the worry about tomorrow. We're not going to worry about today. We're going to give the Lord everything. It says, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. We need to understand that the Lord is our strength. He is our deliverer. He is our refuge. He's our helper. He's our best friend. He is our spouse for this season. Back to Psalm 142, verse 6. Listen to my cry, for I'm in desperate need. If any of you are in desperate need, then this is your scripture for tonight. Rescue me from those who pursue me, for they are too strong for me. Now, let's go to Psalm 17. Psalm 17, verses 4 through 9. As the deeds of men by the words of your lip, I have kept myself from the ways of the violent. My steps have been held to your paths. My feet have not slipped. Can you say that about your Lord following him? I call on you, O God, for you will answer me. We're believing. Give ear to me and hear my prayer. Well, if you're not praying, he's not going to hear you. Show the wonder of your great love, who you save by your right hand. He's ready there. He's wanting to hold your hand and guide you through any of the rough walks or the mountains that you may have to climb. Show the wonder of your great love, who you say by your right hand, those who take refuge in you from their foes, keep me as the apple of your eye, hide me in the shelter of your wings from the wicked who assail me, from my immortal enemies who surround me. God is going to be your refuge. He is going to be your protector. He is going to be your spouse to protect you and guide you and direct you right now until your spouse comes home, until they're right with the Lord. Verse 7, set me free from my prison. Well, what would I like you to put in that? I'd like you to say, set my spouse free from their prison of blindness. How many of you, I'm not going to have you raise your hands, but how many of you are a Christian and your spouse was a Christian and because of both of you not meeting each other's needs and not putting the Lord first and the enemy coming in and deceiving and tempting, both of you have had this divorce or separation come. This is the simplest marriage to get back together again. We have got two born-again believers. We should not be having separation and divorce. This is craziness. We are in God's house and we got God on our side. What happened? The devil is shooting your big guns. So we've got to say, Lord, set me and my spouse free from the prison of darkness, the prison of air, the prison of lack of knowledge, the temptations of the world. Set us free from the adultery or drugs or whatever, the lies of the world that are coming against your marriage. The pride, the selfishness. They care about themselves and not you or the kids. we got to pray against all whatever it is. But you know what it is. And you're praying with the Lord for your spouse. So set me free and my spouse free from my prison. Set my kids free from the prison that they've fallen into. So that I may praise your name. Then the righteous will gather about me and because of your goodness to God. See, the people that all of a sudden see what God is doing in your life, 
They're going to come to you and they're going to say, what happened? How did it happen? And you're going to have the secrets. You're going to have the stories of what God has done in your life and the principles of how God can resurrect, heal, and restore your marriage. Heal and restore your body that is fighting against diseases. Heal and restore your kids who are having trouble at school and God answers prayers. When my grandkids call up and say, guess what? I am praying for them and they know I'm going to pray for them. If you don't get your prayer life right now, are you going to be ready when somebody at work says, I've got a crisis, I've got a, a tumor, or I'm sick? Are you not going to go take him and say, let's go to lunch and share the love of Jesus Christ and the Lord is the great physician? See that they've got a problem, they're just in agony over something? Are you not going to talk to them before or after work and say, let me share what I have in my heart. God is on my side and how I get through difficulties. All you have to do is share about you. God will do the rest. You've got to tell them who you are in Christ. Don't be ashamed of him. If you're ashamed of him, he'll be ashamed of you. We have to stand up and we need to learn how to pray because you're going to be praying people and be a prayer warrior for the rest of your life. My daughter's mother-in-law told me yesterday at a birthday party that she and another woman went into a room and they prayed through the service and never told anybody. They just did it. And this is the woman that lost her husband a few months ago. But God is using her as a prayer warrior because she's seen the power of answer of prayer because her husband came to know the Lord Jesus Christ before he died. We are going to be used by the Lord the rest of our lives. Don't waste your time. Be used. Let me close with Psalm 146, verses 5 to 10. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Your hope is in your God. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, the maker of heaven and earth, the sea, and everything in them, the Lord who remains faithful forever. You've got to understand, your Lord is faithful. He is not going to fail you. We may fail him many, 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 many times, but he will never fail you. We've got to say, Lord, I want to be more like you each and every day. Help me to be more like Jesus every day. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. Hallelujah. The Lord gives sight to the blind. Praise the Lord. That's your spouse. That's your children. The Lord gives sight to the blind. And the Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. We have got to believe and know that the Lord loves you and you are righteous in his eyes. And we have got to understand that he is wanting you to say, I believe that you're going to uphold the cause of the oppressed. You're going to give food to the hungry. You're going to set the prisoners free. You're going to give sight to the blind. And the Lord watches over the alien. He sustains the fatherless and the widow. He frustrates the ways of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. The Lord is to be your refuge. He is to be your spouse. He is to be your helper. He is to be your deliverer for your marriage to heal and resurrect and breathe new life into it. You don't want your marriage like it was. It obviously had problems. Maybe you two didn't pray together or read the Bible together. And you may not pray and read the Bible together instantly when you get back together, but you're going to be praying forever. You're going to be standing forever because if you stop standing and praying, can you tell me what's going to happen? 
the enemy will come back. You're going to pray the armor of God, the hedge of protection, the wall of fire over your family the rest of your life. Then you're going to add some grandkids. You're going to have cousins and aunts and uncles and more family as it grows as the older you get. So you're going to be prayer warriors the rest of your life. Be a prayer warrior for your church. Be a prayer warrior in a Bible study. Do not sit still. That's why we're so excited when you come in and we can pray in agreement where two or three are gathered together. It is done. We are just praising the Lord. God is moving. We have got to get serious in our prayer life. And the Lord gives us a lot of principles. But if we don't read the Bible and we don't read his holy book, we're not going to know. And we're going to become anemic and we're going to become very weak and weary. And we have to fight the fight. Lord, we just praise you. Oh, Lord, we love you so very much. And you are all we need. You are going to resurrect and rebuild and restore and breathe life into our hurting or dead marriage. You are going to rekindle and reignite the love back into our marriage. Oh, Lord, I ask you would open up communication. Knock down the Jericho walls that have got so high in years. Then the silence is deafening. Lord, knock down the walls of these people who have not heard or seen their spouse in such a period of time. Lord, touch them. Open the doorways of heaven to find these children who do not communicate, who have run away from home. There's so many around the world that have run away from their being part of the family, who don't want to be part of the family. They don't want to go to church. They don't want to have their mom and dad together. They just want their own freedom. Lord, touch these children who are rebellious, who are blinded and deceived. Lord, we thank you that in Psalm 146, that you are going to set the prisoners free. You're going to give sight to the blind. You're going to lift up those who are weary and tired and bowed down. You are going to lift us up. And Lord, we thank you that these people in this room, there are people of all stages and hurting in all different variety of ways. Some of them are so hurting. They're bleeding. They're coming in this room as a patient coming into the ER saying, I am hurting. And Lord, we have some that are in coronary care and they're getting IV treatment, direct IVs from the Lord Jesus Christ. We have got some that are being discharged to go home and stand firm and fight the fight. And then we've got some, Lord, that are now sitting in the waiting room and just saying, how long do I have to wait? How long do I have to wait? Well, Lord, we're going to wait until you bring the spouses and our children and our loved ones to you. And we'll just give you the praise and the glory. We're going to wait until you take us home. We're going to be used and be a mighty soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ, a mighty prayer warrior. And we're going to bring hundreds, maybe, of people to the Lord and get on our ark. Lord, thank you that we're going to build this ark to be a big cruise ship, that we can get a lot of people on it. We've got a lot of years to serve you, and we just praise you for it. But, Lord, we just pray that you will touch so many hurting spouses and heal their hurt and their pain and their suffering. And may they start decorating their houses. May they start planning when they can invite their spouse to come for dinner, when they should do it or how they can do it. And maybe invite some other people that are special or their family. Lord, tell them how to do it. Or if it's just a quiet time with your kids and daddy or mommy. Lord, work it out. Bring the kids that have been away. Bring them home. You go find them. Bring them home. Bring all these people back together again, especially at Christmas Eve and Christmas. 
and then New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And then, Father, you're going to say, you know what? You've been here for three or four holidays. You know what? You need to stay home. Stay home forever. And, Lord, thank you for what you're going to rebuild and restore and resurrect from a dead and hurting marriage. And you're going to revive them and stay to be permanently at home. Let them all have a Damascus Road experience, Father. May they hear from you. May you speak to them and give them warnings and turn them from their wicked ways. And we will give you the praise and the glory. But, Lord, most of all, touch each one of these people in here that you give them the strength and the courage and the tenacity, the perseverance to do what they need to do. And may you forgive them for where they have failed you and help us all start off again a new day tomorrow. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hi, it's Lori. I hope you're enjoying this podcast. I know that we have enjoyed so much this past year and producing so many new podcasts and creating the content that I really think is resonating with so many of you. We appreciate your support in listening to the podcast and we appreciate your support um, in subscribing to receive them and sharing the episodes with other people. We have had a phenomenal response from people who have really communicated to tell us how much it means to them. As we wind down the year, I also want to make you aware of where you can donate if you would like to support the work that we do here at Rejoice Marriage Ministries. You can visit rejoiceministries.org and right on the top of that page, you can donate. Your donation, if it's being mailed, needs to be postmarked by December 31st for it to be included for your tax records in 2019. We are so thankful for all of you who give sacrificially. And we know that according to the scripture, the Bible says that your first fruits, your tithe, should go to your local church. And that is what we have always taught at Rejoice Marriage Ministries. And that's what we encourage you to do. So we understand that when you're giving to us, you're giving from above and beyond your tithe. And we appreciate that. And we look to see how God will continue to multiply the gifts that are given so we can continue to minister to people. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.